0: The Automotive News Europe podcast is brought to you by DECO, a leading global manufacturer of propulsion products and drive systems for automotive, heavy-duty, and industrial applications since 1905. We provide innovative solutions for all our customers' current and future mobility challenges.
1: Hello and welcome to the Automotive News Europe podcast for October 14th, 2021. I'm your host, Doug Bolduck, Managing Editor at AE. Thanks so much for being with us. Magna Europe President Gunther Abfalter says the chip crisis will cause volatility until early 2022, but he's already seeing positive signs for the region despite the shortage. While Magna has had to cut production to one shift from two at some of its factories because of the chip crunch, Abfalter says the supplier has never caused a customer to stop assembly because it couldn't fill an order. The chip crisis isn't the only trouble spot that Abfalter is keeping his eyes on. He explains what other situations he's monitoring. He also tells us why work from home is so difficult for the supplier, and the 20-year magna veteran recounts a pivotal moment in the company's history when it nearly took over Opel. Hello Gunther, thanks so much for being here today for the Automotive News Europe podcast.
2: Thank you very much, I'm glad to talk to you.
1: Could you please tell me what's Magnus' outlook for the overall market, European market, North American market and China for the rest of this year and for 2022?
2: I don't have the crystal ball because currently we're in a situation where we have a lack and a shortage of some components, as everybody knows. So I think the next few months and also the beginning of the first quarter, maybe second quarter next year, will be a little bit an up and down. But I assume uh, market is recovering. In China, we see that the market already recovered. Europe is slowly recovering despite uh, the shortages on uh, semiconductors, for example, and the increase of raw material prices. In the U.S., it's on a good way. But we'll see how it develops.
1: How has the chip shortage affected you guys? Has it forced you to temporarily close any plants or to maybe delay some deliveries to your customers?
2: Yeah, you got it. Of course we also affected. So, for example, we went down from two-shift production to a one-shift production in certain area of components, but unfortunately we never shut down an OEM. So we are organizing this on a weekly basis together with our suppliers. Uh, And uh, when we ship then the parts, is it uh, seating, is it uh, transmissions, is it mirrors to our customers? Then I guess uh, we are still on good track.
1: Have you folks given any thought to making your own chips? Would that make any sense?
2: No, I don't think so, because you'll need a lot of experience and know how to do this. So we stay what we can. Of course, we are expanding in innovations like ADAS and electrification, but not in the microchips industry.
1: There are an incredible number of LiDAR makers out there in the market right now. That seems to be an area where you folks also want to be heavily involved is that a possible marriage in the future?
2: <laughs> yes, we are in the LiDAR business. We're doing some major programs with some major of the OEMs which will come to the market soon. And definitely we always look at the market who can accomplish future technologies together with us so that we are again at the front end.
1: Is that LiDAR that you're providing, are you getting that from a sub supplier or is that Magna only p- piece of equipment?
2: We are getting it to a certain extent from a subsupplier, but we integrate it into the entire system.
1: What is the current state of relations between automakers and suppliers? The automakers have reported incredible numbers in the past couple of quarters. Is any of this happiness and, uh, and, and joy trickling down into the supplier sector?
2: No, I'm now 40 years in the automotive business, so the relationship between automakers and suppliers is always the same. Sometimes a little bit harder, sometimes a little bit softer, because we, our ultimate goal is to satisfy the end customer. Okay,
1: so n- they, they're they not being any easier on you right now just because they're making great numbers.
2: <laughs> no, this was never the case. You have to be competitive and you have to deliver first-time perfect quality and of course you have to look into the future and come up with new ideas and innovations.
1: This is a little bit of a technical question, but I wanted to get your feedback on the move to Industry 4.0. How is that changing things over at Magnet? Is it something that you folks are heavily involved in and what kind of benefits do you see from that?
2: Manufacturing Operations Strategy 4.0 we are already in since a few years. We are operating with these new systems already, which gives us the benefit of higher productivity, better quality and more reliability, whilst also keeping the jobs in other areas of the company.
1: Have you found that with the data that you've gathered, will it be possible to prevent a future chip shortage or some other kinds of shortages, just because maybe you've got a little bit earlier lead on those kinds of uproars or volatility in the market?
2: This is a good question you're asking because this is some of the lessons learned where we have to look deeper into the value chain. Also in the future, what could hit us next?
1: And on that level, we know about the chip shortage. We know about the pandemic. Is there anything else out there that you guys are keeping your, your eyes on?
2: It's the macroeconomic situation. It's the situation and the development of society, including politics, what is going on, which restrictions, respectively, other regulations are coming into the market. And this is something where we, at the macro level, look also into the future, try to analyze it so that we are better prepared for upcoming, let's say, special situations.
1: You bring up a very good point. There continue to be tense relations between China and the U.S., as one example, with tariffs and high prices, and that does force companies to adjust. Has magna also had to make any adjustments in that regard
2: what we are doing is we always making adjustments. So we have a strategy, and the strategy is only valid for a certain period of time, but the core of the strategy has to remain the same, and we have to fine-tune it going forward. Either is it in technology, is it in terms of government relationships, and of course our relationships and cooperation with our customers. And again, what I say, the ultimate goal is to satisfy the end consumer, which is using the cars what we are developing and uh, uh, manufacturing.
1: We'll continue our conversation with Gunther Abfalter after this message.
0: DECO has been a pioneer in the research, design, manufacture, and distribution of essential propulsion drive systems and aftermarket services for automotive, truck, off-highway, and industrial applications for more than 115 years. Through its expertise in transferring power quietly and efficiently, DACO has emerged as the global leader in providing system solutions for heavy-duty, hybrid, and electric vehicles. DECO designs and manufactures scalable, innovative, efficient, and reliable solutions and delivers premium quality products, namely belt starter generator systems, DECO hybrid modules, and accessory drive components such as belts, decouplers, dampers, tensioners, and more. DECO solutions are driven with a purpose to continuously improve the fuel-saving, CO2 reduction, and durability of high- and light-duty OE vehicles. DECO delivers optimized NVH, noise, vibration, and harshness, and provides lifelong service with exceptional performance as the next standard in the field. Deco's world-class global distribution network services the aftermarket industry with a full offering of kits and products to meet the requirements of each local market. This is accomplished by a dedicated global team of more than 4,000 associates across 42 locations in 21 countries through continuous learning and the desire to act like owners in everything they do. Deco is making products that move the world forward, always. To learn more, visit the company's website at www.daco.com.
1: One of the things we're hearing a little bit more is the term tier Mm 0.5. Now, if there was a tier 0.5 out there, it would definitely be magna given your size and the number of areas where you compete in. What's the significance of being a a tier 0.5? And ultimately, do you see yourself Doing more systems than components in the next five to ten years?
2: This is definitely an asset of Magnet because we are the only big supplier, automotive supplier in the world, which have the full vehicle know how and expertise, both in engineering and in manufacturing. Look at our history the past 30, 40 years. Uh, where we are collaborating with uh, traditional OEMs and now also with so-called new entrants, just you name it, like Fisker. And this is definitely an asset. So we have the broad scope of components, systems and the expertise of integrating this into complete cars, which we can engineer and manufacture for other OEMs and in future also further new entrants.
1: You mentioned Fisker. You're also working with Sony. What is it that Magna has that just lures them in and makes you folks someone that they want to talk to about building these vehicles that are going to be crucial to their future?
2: We have a very simple slogan to this, which is called one-stop shop, because we can provide, uh, as I said before, the developing, the manufacturing, the systems approach, the integration approach, uh, and this for full vehicles, uh, including the know-how, Uh, how to put this together into a picture where then ultimately the customer has no troubles, uh, hopefully to get to the market with our expertise.
1: The pandemic has gotten better over the last few months, but it still lingers. What's happening at Magna? Are you at a point where you envision maybe X percent, 30%, 20% of your workers continuing to work from home?
2: You know, home office is fine. We had already a home office regulation before the pandemic. So this was not, nothing new for us. But please also consider that 85% of our value is generated at the assembly lines in the plants, in the production. And these people cannot work from home. So we also have to balance this between those people which are blue color and which are white color. And this is something which is very important for us.
1: I'm going to go back in time it was, well, how many, about 12 years ago, that uh, Magna was right on the cusp of taking over General Motors's operations, uh, <laughs> Opel, um, with Opel, with uh, Gaz and, and and the, and the Russians. Um, and it just, I was just thinking about this when I was putting these questions together, because I know that you have that history also with the uh, the company. Do you ever think about, wow, 12 years later, what, what life would have been like like that or was it just one of those okay it's the fish that got away
2: this time we had a different kind of manager it was still a more or less family-owned business so we are now a corporation listed on two stock exchanges and our mission is that what we are doing now and we will not become an OEM
1: but it was nice to dream huh (laughs) depend what dream means (laughs) very true Thank you so much, Gunther, for taking the time to join us today for the Automotive News Europe podcast.
2: Thank you and all the best to the Automotive News Europe and global.
1: We spoke with Gunther Abfalter at the IAA Mobility Show in Munich last month. If you have an idea for a future podcast or would like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to me at dbolduck at autonews.com. For breaking news, please visit europe.com. .autonews.com. You can listen to this podcast and a wide range of others from the Automotive News Group on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play, or on our website at europe.autonews.com. That wraps up this episode of the Automotive News Europe podcast for October 14th, 2021. I'm your host Doug Bolduck, managing editor at ANE. Thanks so much for being with us. We hope you'll tune in again next time.